period in history that involves monumental change has always begun with one person taking a stand. When government is tyrannical, the people of God have a duty to not follow and not comply. And I just need to know who is willing to stand. can't be what you do. It has to be who you are. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome everybody in the chat room to the show today. Glad to see everybody here. Glad to have you with us. Just a little announcement just to get it off the racks this morning, this evening, because it's coming up quick for those of you who live near Johnson City, Tennessee. We have a showing of a live premiere of non-compliant movie happening tonight in Johnson City, Tennessee at 7 p.m. at the River of Tri-Cities right there in Johnson City, 130 West Springbrook Drive. Free admission. Uh, asking you to hop on over if you're there in the neighborhood. Watch the most important movie of this time right there in Johnson City, Tennessee. A big thanks, JC, to uh, Pastors Katie and Todd for showing our film there in their church, The River of Tri-Cities. I It is just absolutely a blessing to me. It lifts my spirit and encourages me to know that there are churches out there embracing, embracing this movie because it's about time that our churches uh, throw off the shackles of misinformation, miseducation, and setting aside the Bible and get out there and get politically active and get involved in their communities, uh, kingdom business, kingdom politics. We need to stop putting no trespassing signs on God. And so, so grateful when we have churches uh, showing our film. Amen. I think that's really, really exciting. So we got lots of people always in the chat room. I want to say welcome to those of you who are new out there. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you hit that thumbs up. Make sure you like. Make sure you share. Hit that bell down there. Subscribe so that you never miss a show. We've been having lots of new people lately. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that, JC. That's a, a, a great trend to have. Astoria, Oregon. We've been there. Mm -hmm. Isn't that where the tower is, where we threw the yeah. the paper airplanes on? Yep. That's where was they really filmed cool. Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. There's been other films there that have actually used that tower yeah. historically. Yeah, right? the only one I know. Yeah, Goonies was in that area, I think. Really? I believe. <laughs> Goonies, Kindergarten oh. Cop, 
Hello, everybody in the chat room. I love seeing that you see. I don't know. Maybe you guys get annoyed, but I am so excited. It's so exciting for me to see you guys in the chat room. I love watching where you guys north to south, east to west. We are coast to coast. Yep. Wow, JC, that wind is whipping out there. Are we fixing to get blown it's, away? Speaking of kindergarten cop, it's it's funny about Arnold in uh you know saying screw your liberties or whatever uh because because <laughs> you know he was when um pbs re-aired the um oh it just flew out of my brain oh milton the milton friedman special mm -hmm. uh on economics capitalism oh, that yeah. sort of thing yeah, yeah. so yeah. arnold was the i think opened the first the first episode it was the Austrian economics kind of guy. Um, well, I think he's literally Aus Austrian. That's what I meant. Arnold. Yeah, yeah. no, he is. He is literally <laughs> Arnold. Um, but yeah, so he was. He opened up talking about liberty and, you know, a guy from sleeping in his car or whatever comes uh -huh. over here, starts a business, becomes successful, blah blah blah, because of American liberty. And uh, now that he has uh, now now that he's, you know, harvested all the fruit <laughs> of that liberty. See, th yeah. this is what's funny. Very typical yeah, about yeah, yeah. all the all the Hollywood people, the the you know, the elite left. They talk all this stuff because. At some point you amass. You amass enough wealth. And then these things cease to affect you. And you think right? you're you, superior, you don't, right? Yeah, but you don't. So you can bypass all the restrictions and the demands of government. Mm -hmm. You know, you can you can basically roam around and fly around and do whatever you want. Uh, and and you're sheltered and cocooned and protected. So all of these uh, rich elite they're always they're always preaching to everybody else and saying you know you need to submit to all the rules and regulations but i i think the, the the reality is they are so wealthy at this point that those restrictions really don't affect their lives too much and and people well, he the, must the system forgotten. don't help hold them accountable right because because right. then when you're so wealthy and then people let you get away with murder so that that's what i notice with those Hollywood elite. So, it's so Arnold, even though he supposedly was on the conservative side and pro liberty and whatever, well, here he here he is saying he's like California conservative, well, which is like no true New York conservative. But here's well, the point I would make: any kind of conservative, regardless. I mean, basically comes and says, "Screw your liberty." Yeah. He's no kind of yeah. <laughs> conservative. Well, at this which point. is even further considering, you know, maybe he started off with nothing here, whatever, but he came from Austria. We've had actually pe we've people actually had people come through uh, Constitution training with us who've actually I mean sat through the history of the Constitution class that I teach from Austria. Uh, we had one man come to us weeping because and this was years ago. I mean this was before the you know the real sort of showing of their hands that we've seen in the last three years or so. Uh, so this was like five or six years ago. This guy from Austria came to me and said, I just can't believe what I'm seeing. I left this to come to America. And what I left is now here. It's coming here. I see it in, in broad strength. So 
not only did he build himself up from nothing, Arnold, but the heritage from which he comes is just, how do you forget that? But here's the thing, JC, can I say I can't cast too many stones? Uh Because our founders, and this is what came to my mind just now, our founders, do you remember me teaching about the Virginia ratifying debate on the Bill of Rights and the, the delegate in Virginia arguing that we didn't need to add the right to keep and bear arms to the Bill of Rights because his argument was basically uh, after everything that America has gone through to obtain its freedom and its liberty from Great Britain, There is no way the American people will ever forget this history and allow themselves to be disarmed again. But here we are. Yeah. Right. So I can't really cast too many stones at Arnold because the American people don't remember their history either. It's always funny. We make a list of what we're going to talk about on the show. And then we're (laughs) somebody mentioned something that we both we both at different times go sideways. So once let's de- let, can, can I show, right no no it's great so I'm not I'm not complaining all wonderful teaching no I'm not complaining I'm just laughing at ourselves um so can I take a little aside mm-hmm. again from our list because mm-hmm. they don't know the difference um can you read this comment Alan Alan Truitt are you trolling us or or is this is this sincere because these questions I I just I, I mean, and I'm not going to be mean today. No, no, I just scratch my head. It's just a very interesting Chrisanne, I've been listening for a long time to your lectures on constitutional issues. What is the answer now for our situation? Supreme Court corrupt, Justice Department corrupt. And, and we can go ahead and answer, yeah. but I have to say, um, welcome back, Alan, because I, I don't know what exactly he's referring to listening all the time or, or listening a long, a long, a long time. Uh, you've not, never I'm said not, Supreme Court was an answer. Well, you've never said Justice Department answer. They are corrupt, indeed. Uh, and but, and we just we just put out a documentary. Sorry, I'll let I'll let you go. But we just put out a documentary talking about the answer, and we talk about that to do uh, pretty much every show. So the lectures, maybe you haven't uh, listened to the show. So the show the, the show that we do daily is a great resource because we uh, we reiterate and repeat the answer to that question pretty often. So go ahead and give him the answer. You know, I, I, your, your comment is accurate yet irrelevant because yes, we talk about the solutions every day, but we talk about the solutions in the lectures too. We do. So I'm not really certain what kind of lectures we're actually talking about that Alan has been watching because in the lectures I have, never pointed to the federal government as ever being a solution anywhere. And we've the solutions are the same today as they were 11 years ago, as they were, you know, 150 years ago, as they were 176 years ago. And so it's it is interesting. Uh, what's what's interesting, JC, is that of the recurring comments that we get of this nature, the recurring comments are always the same, mm-hmm. right? Okay, Chrisanne, uh, tell us the solutions. That's the only thing we do, right? Yes, I teach about history. Yes, I teach about the Constitution. But I'm always doing those things in context of solutions. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why we're a teach show and not a talk show, right? So let so me try we, to. We have to. Can I summarize or list sure. bullet point like what you sure. say often? And sure. not again, not trying I'm to be go mean. Get a glass of water while you do that. <clears throat> Chrisanne has been feeling a bit under the weather, but she's like super person. So not not criticizing uh, Alan, just a peculiar way to frame that question. So uh, the answer as we hear Chrisanne teach every day. Um, one, peaceful non-compliance. So we need people individually and particularly people collectively. We need to net network together, band together. We talk about business leaders uh, and community leaders like pastors being keys to be the tip of the spear of creating the networks and organizations so these businesses and churches in particular banding together, standing and saying, we will not comply. Uh, she said, don't quit, make them fire you. Um, and then we have to organize and politically engage, particularly with this window we have between now and uh, the midterms at our state and local yeah. level state to get our uh, local governments to, to move and we say get them back under control, but move in that direction. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, no one's saying that you're going to absolutely get your local and state government under control, you know, completely immediately. Maybe that'll happen in some places, but we're moving to try to uh, gain, regain control, more control in our state and local at our state and local governments to be the backstop against a corrupt and out of control uh, federal government. So that's kind of in a nutshell what we talk about every day. Obviously, there are many, many ways to put that into practice. That's why we have the activism boot camp uh, at our online training. You can find that at libertyfirstsociety.com where we talk about uh, specific ways of organizing and how to how to uh, different tactics and strategies to approach that. Um, be, I mean, we, for instance, we're doing that right here, organizing ourselves in Hillsborough County, we have a, a several Patriot groups networked together now that are continuing to build and expand uh, at our, we're at our Board of County Commissioners. We were there today, uh, again, protesting. You see the protest at um, the school boards, speaking out, taking back control, um, all of those things. So basically our focus is the same that it's been for the last decade of doing this state, local, state, local, state, local, state, local. Now, while we've been doing this for the last decade, <clears throat> as Chris Ann's been teaching, there has continued to be the inordinate focus on the federal government culminating uh, with practically religious worship of our previous president. Uh, though we liked many things that he did, it was still a good example of looking to the federal government to fix all of our problems. While, as we revealed to you many years ago, that the left, we found out, was focusing on state and local controls to take over. While we were focused on taking back the House in 2010, we found that communique from George Soros Open Society Foundation that they were putting billions of dollars into state attorney races, city okay, council races, county commission. So there you go. No, no, we're going to have a solid clip so you can yeah. go back. We can refer to this episode. And uh, there's that answer yet again. So Kimberly, thanks for going to the school board meeting today. Kimberly is from Hillsborough. She's in our chat room. And I just want to say we're going to be talking exactly about that thing today, not necessarily the school board, 
but yes uh, and again alan no not trying to criticize but they're just no, there's, no, the there's answer. no 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 alan you gave us a thank great, you you gave thank us a great for moment for a teaching moment because you're not the only person that ever asks this question and it comes up quite often but i i do find jc if i can just talk for just a second about this one thing that just really bothers me because i know i want to get to our stories today but maybe it's because i haven't been feeling my best lately today and i'm a little bit short-tempered if i look like i'm short-tempered today that's because i am a bit short-tempered today um but i have been invited jc to several group chats within several forums mm -hmm. and they always invite me in and give me this Chrisanne, you need to be a part of our group you're the constitutional expert you're the one that knows that we want you in our group in our chat room and we want you because we know you have all the answers and you have all you know you you have great information and you keep up on these things and and we love you right sure and then i get um i get in these chat rooms and i find out and i hope this doesn't come off the wrong way jc please correct me if 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 it does i'm not trying to it's be, going to i know i'm not trying to be arrogant but why do you invite me in your chat rooms in your little group chats and talk about how you need me there because I know all this stuff and you want to share my wisdom. And yet not a single person in that group ever goes to my website, ever listens to my show, ever does anything with our material. And then they come up to me, hey, Chrisanne, have you ever seen this? Yeah, I covered this on the show last week. Hey, Chrisanne, what's your thoughts on this? Nope, wrote about that two weeks ago. It's on the website. And I, I don't get this, JC. What is this idea that if you recognize that someone has information, but then you don't ever use that information. I mean, today I lost my top today. I was like, what the heck? Well, first Why do off, I even create any of this stuff when people come to me? Well, what do you we think? Know, like, we, we, know um, you're, we know you're throttled. That's first off. We, we know that what your information and website and all that. I mean, obviously it could come directly to the site, but. Uh, you, you've been, I mean, you were kicked off of Twitter long before this stuff ever even became a thing. Yeah. A like year before ago. everybody started talking a about all the censorship. Month. Yeah. You a were year gone ago, last month. I was done. So we've been, you've been throttled for years, years and years and years. I mean, you remember, here's the thing. Here's an example. And, and no, it doesn't sound arrogant or self-centered, but, but, but it's, see, but it's, but it's interesting. It's or not. If you want my information, why wouldn't you go to the places where I give the information? No, here's a, here's a thing. Um, uh, remember, and this was my goodness, this was many years ago, oh, 2010, 2011. Just one yeah. second. Alan, I have a really sad story for you. We used to have an app, but the guy who ran our app passed away. Yeah. And, and that's why we don't have an app anymore because Alan's a truck driver, right? And he listens. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. And but just found us again. So he, yeah. he is on his way back. Yeah. So maybe yeah. Alan hasn't heard all yeah. no, this no, stuff. No, no, so. no. He hasn't. But Welcome back. Um, Welcome back, Alan. No, but, but that's why we don't have an app. I think it's, passed away. it's demonstrative of what I was saying. If, if you remember back, okay, uh, post-2010, tea parties raging, blah, blah, blah. You were, you were contacted and interviewed by – 
a journalist from the Washington Post actually followed you around the country to several meetings, came out. It was 2014. And he premised this with he was, I guess, assigned by his editors or he came up with the idea, whatever. He was going to he was writing a a series of. Uh, here's what the Tea Party is, how they think, what they believe, all this stuff. He, he's going to tell he's going to figure out and tell people what is the Tea Party. And he he tracked you down and he told you he had been traveling all over the country. And he said this this liberal, uh, well, centrist, this guy slightly left the center journalist from Washington Post said everywhere I went. The name Chris Ann Hall came up. Remember what he was talking about? November 6th, all this stuff. November 6, 2016. And so that's that's when I knew for a fact that the powers that be felt that your message was particularly troublesome. And you, we have been throttled and your stuff has been throttled and shadow banned. I think before people even knew the term shadow banned. Yeah. And yeah, the article was called Founding Fervor or something like that. Uh, but I just remember the guy saying that everywhere I went, all the Tea Party groups. And by the way, here's something we don't talk about, and I'm not going to say a bunch of stuff. But there was a certain um, there was a lady who networked uh, big movers and shakers in the Tea Party movement, and she would host an event and you were part of that initial group uh all of those women are some of the biggest names Period. in the conservative movement that you guys were like family can you can you and of course you've never you you don't trumpet that oh you're not a name dropper i know this no, person that person I but it's just it's just um so here's the Washington Post article. You were there at the beginning is what I'm saying. This was one of the meetings, right? Uh, uh, I don't know. It, it's usually titled Meet the Woman Who Travels yeah, says, 260 uh -huh. Days a Year or something like that. Barnstorms an Barnstorm. angry nation, nation blasting federal overreach of the Constitution. And this was 2016, November 6, 2016. Yeah. It's actually not that bad of an article. Yeah, he was pretty even-handed. He was. I mean, they interviewed this SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, who hates me and calls yeah. me a white supremacist. But. So I, I, you're, you know, I think yeah. part of that you're very much throttled. There's no question. And uh, Steve did a little experiment not too long ago really? on Facebook that showed how your information was being being throttled and not sent out. So we know that for a fact know that for a fact yeah so anyway that was just sort of frustrating to me uh, you know and then then let then me say one send, other they send me these these article clips about people's opinions about the things that they're asking about and people who are just you know the conservative talking heads yes who have absolutely no no wisdom, you know. I mean, they just repeat what somebody told. You know what I'm trying to say. I don't, yeah. I, no, I know what you're saying. I don't want to. And that's right, Alice. Alice. I don't want to disparage been with us name. from the beginning. Yeah. So we, I mean, there are people, people like Alice mm -hmm. that can attest attest to this. Uh, let me say this. I'll uh, thir thirty more seconds, and I'll be quiet. Yeah, it's just frustrating to me to see uh, how these people who have who have in the last year and a half, or even since Trump's come around 
have gotten this big fame notoriety. Okay, this is this is what I was gonna. We've been. This is what I was gonna speak on. We've and, been like the redheaded stepchild locked in a in the basement cabinet for eleven years. So <laughs> there there are some, and and personally, many of these are great people, really yeah. great, really good yeah. people. They're patriots. They they love America. They're mm -hmm. fighting. They're doing they're doing thing, you know that they're supposed to do. Um, but here's here's the thing about so many of them, and and why I know you get frustrated sometimes. They they made some video clip on TikTok or YouTube or whatever. It became viral, right? They they said something, <laughs> and it was viral. Uh -huh. Now they have four million followers. And, and they and they continue they from, can right big big money organization right. and that organization and they and continue to make great very entertaining very visceral videos and touching and funny or whatever They're making videos and making more they 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 got noticed with a viral video and then they Go ask them what the have an entire ministry of making more viral videos now for the most part they. They don't say they don't say any more than what Joe Sixpack sitting in his armchair could say in complaining about America and pointing out maybe some of them are funnier than others. Uh, they have a little better, uh, better way of doing videography or whatever, but they don't they don't really say anything. There's there's no solution. There's no what are you going to do with that? So you walk away. It's just like we went to a big rally not too long ago with uh yeah <laughs> give me an extra let me let me give him another country 30 seconds. But we went to a rally the other day. Uh it's my God like 40 speakers. I don't know. Well all of them every speech was just it was rah rah. I hate I hate uh I hate vaccines uh Trump's great Trump's great. Biden sucks. Rah, rah. And everybody's, yeah, yeah, I rock on, man, yeah. So you leave there at the end of the day. What, what can you take home with you to use? Right? Nothing. So, and this is most of the so-called media influencers. I, again, many of them I love. I enjoy watching them myself. Oh, this is awesome. But when they're done, there's, there is nothing. Yes, there is nothing that I can take and use or do. It's it's just absolute conservative brain candy. Nothing. Yes, correct. Rat. That's right, Calamari Dan. The rallies. Mm -hmm. I mean, so we we endeavor. That's why you say talk show, not a t-shirt. Now I you know I get on here and I rant and we do the thing and we you know we try to add something that's going to keep your attention or whatever, but. You're a teacher. And when you talk to people and when you go, you you're giving I, every time you speak to a crowd, they can leave that place. And there's something that you gave them that they can now go out and use something that has actually added to what they're doing. Yeah. And and I, I, I and people here's the thing. <clears throat> most of the consumers, most of the conservative consumers they really have no appetite for that and that's a lot of why we've spent we've we've been spinning our wheels for well over a decade because we have entertainment oriented conservative consumers from 2010 forward what our side called activists were not activists they were cheerleaders right 
it wasn't until Donald Trump was was shuffled out of Washington, D.C., that people finally had an interest in actual activism once Washington, D.C. could no longer save them. And in fact, a portion of the even a portion of the activists, their entire activism is focused on getting the savior back in D.C. so he can finish saving them. But there really has been no appetite for real activism that engages the 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 governmental arena and, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. Now, the one side I can say uh you know, people like, let's say, Charlie Kirk and that group, TPUSA, at least on one level, they're engaging a group, right? The college students mm -hmm. and their their brand of activism is is to change minds in that crowd to siphon off, uh, you know, members of the progressive army. But outside of that, a lot of the others are really just conservative I would say conservative entertainment. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to belittle what anybody is doing. Uh, what I'm trying to contrast is the substantive nature of what you teach and present uh, and the depth that is in, is contained in what you present. I mean, my goodness, you're you, you worked in constitutional law for a decade. You're an attorney. I mean, come on, you, you know, all this stuff and not saying you have to have all those degrees to know things. But. I mean, you have people that, what did they do? Some guy that was, that was, uh, you know, worked at the intake desk at a police station for two years. Now you're going to get me in trouble. And <laughs> what is, now you're going to get me in trouble. I mean, what is that? Now so, you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> so, you know, and I just use Charlie Kirk. I mean, there are other examples and maybe yeah. even better examples in some people's opinion, but I'm just saying there is that approach of, uh, right. you know, you, you, you well, speaking of something. your four minute, 30 second, <laughs> 30 seconds, um, speaking of being a teach show instead of a talk show, since we're kind of hung up on the fact that Chris Ann's annoyed today, uh, when JC's annoyed, he rants. Uh, I don't, think I, I blow I, my freaking he, top he does. I just, I'm a total jerk. I think that when I get annoyed, I don't know what happens. I just, just, I get anyway. So today. Today, maybe this is why I started off my morning with the Hillsborough County Board of County Commissioners. That's enough to make anybody want yep. to head explode, really annoyed. I Maybe what I should have done, JC, is when I was done with all of that, I should have sort of sequestered myself and did some Bible reading and listened to some really good, you know, worship music and pushed those board of county commissioner demons out of my head i've i need to rebuke them maybe i'm maybe that's the that's funny she listens to worship music music and reads the bible i go punch the the bag <laughs> so anyway they they the, the opening section of the board of county commissioners meeting is always this 45 minutes of them handing out awards to people or themselves so well no no, no. they're 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 <laughs> They're reciprocal awards, right? Mm. Because they hand them these people, these awards, which please someone tell me where is the role of the government to issue awards to people? This is not the freaking little league. Okay. 
This is not the Little League. I don't need my Board of County Commissioners to go around and give people blue ribbons and tiaras and titles, okay? I need you to do your stinking job to secure the rights of the people. So, poof, right? Maybe we have found the source of Chris Ann's annoyance. So, they got this 45 minutes of these reciprocal awards. Oh, these people are so wonderful, these people. And while they're handing out the awards, the people are like, oh, thank you, county commissioners. You're so wonderful. You're the best county commissioners ever. I actually, there was actually someone at this meeting, JC, who was like, uh, it is such an, she said this. She said this at the board of county commissioners meeting. And I was like, I cannot, I wish, I wish I, I should have played this over again. We're going to play a clip from the meeting tomorrow. Cause it's like, but, uh, she's like, it is such an honor for me to hear you say my name. I love real raggy. I love you. I love real raggy. She actually said, it's such an honor for me to hear you say my name. I was like, good God, help us people bootlickers exactly right seriously it's such an honor for me to say my name i must say okay so anyway so they've got this whole 45 minute segment of handing out these awards to people about women right because of the anniversary of the 19th amendment right so now we have to use this opportunity to show how awesome the county commissioners are at recognizing women which ironically here's the irony right the first 45 minutes of the county commissioner meeting was was pumping praise into and about women of history who stood up against government that was overreaching so their voices would be heard in government right being lauded upon by the same board of county commissioners that wants to exclude your voice from every county commission meeting wants to close the county commission meetings to the public wants to make you wear a mask if you want to be in their little plexiglass palace and so i i i'm, I'm just annoyed at them going on and on about all these women who stood up to the evils of government denying their voice in government while they're denying the voice of the people. And I had to listen, JC. I had to listen way too many times to too many people saying, we are so thankful that the 19th Amendment gave women the right to vote. If it hadn't been for the 19th Amendment, women in America would not be voting today. And over and over and over and over and over again, I heard these lies repeated over and over and over again. And it just drove me nuts. It just drove me nuts today. It drove me nuts today. I don't know. Um, so let me just jump to the chase, JC. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. The 19th Amendment gave no one the right to vote. I will say that again, just because there may be some cognitive dissonance barriers out there, a little bit difficult for people to hear that. The 19th Amendment gave no one the right to vote. As a matter of fact, JC put that up there because we're just going to read the 19th Amendment. Yeah, the that's okay. Just, just the text of the amendment okay? is the 19th pretty amendment. telling. 
the right of the citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged the right. The right that already exists. The right that's there shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. The 19th Amendment did not give women the right to vote because women had the right to vote. Not only did women have the right to vote, they were voting in America prior to the 19th Amendment. They were running for office and holding office prior to the 19th Amendment. As a matter of fact, JC, while I'm kicking some sacred cows, let me just put out there, women were voting since the beginning of America. Since the very, and even before, when we were British colonies, women were voting. Yeah. We're voting. We're running for office. Initially, it was primary, primarily based on whether you held property or yes. not. And there were many women that had property. And, yes. and so they were voting. Okay. And, and then it began to be manipulated on the state yeah, level, so which is why it's worded in that way. Exactly. Here's the thing. Because voting, voter qualification is a state issue. It is not a federal issue. You have to study the ratification debates to understand why they did not want the federal government to determine who could and could not vote. It had to be left as a state issue because voting is a local thing. It is not a national thing. When you vote, you vote always at the local level. You do not vote at the national level. Do you know what, JC? I think I've just in my brain figured out how to explain this to people. Why voting is local and not national. Why? Because you do not vote for an employee of the federal government. There is not a single election where you vote for an employee of the federal government. You do not. You vote for your representative to the House of Representatives that happens to be leaving your district to represent you in Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. is not your representative's address. Washington, D.C. is not your representative's district. You vote locally for your U.S. House rep from your local district, and then you give your local district rep authorization to take your voice to Washington, D.C. You did not make a a federal vote. You made a local vote, by the way. You do not vote for a federal employee who is called a senator. You vote for the person from your state that carries the voice of your state to Washington, D.C. to represent your state. Every single election is local. And by the way, your vote does not elect the president of the United States. Your vote influences electors from your state who choose a candidate of president that best reflects the principles and vision of your state. There is not a single election in America where you elect federal things. Every election. Does does that make sense? Amen. Can I finally just bring this home to everybody? There is no federal election fraud because there is no federal election. Every election is local. And it was supposed to be that way. It's state and local election fraud. 
Yes, it is state and local election fraud. Aside which, aside from what 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 may have happened, you know, may allegedly happen with software and machines, but, but it, that oh, in but it fact is international happened. fraud. Yeah, but that happened still at the state and local level because right. those machines were employed by the state and local government. Yeah. So even if they're even so, if they're hacked, they're allowed to be hacked at the state and local level. Yes, not the federal level. Please do not protest any election in Washington, D.C. You are wasting your time to protest an election in Washington, D.C., and you are you are promoting the wrong focus in elections. See, this is why we have this problem, JC, because so many people are so enamored with Washington, D.C. They can't get back stake and local. Now, election fraud. Can we tie that into the 19th? I, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I, I can bake your noodle here. Let me say, by the way, just like just like when we intercepted that communique from the Open Societies Foundation, George Soros, mm -hmm. uh, when we in during the Take Back the House movement of 2010, and he talked, he was telling his people about the multiple billions of dollars they were investing mm -hmm. in state, local uh, offices, state attorneys, mm -hmm. uh, which we saw that play out in mm -hmm. Missouri and Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, it, so they were kind of laughing at us. I think it must be the same thing. Whatever voter fraud that allegedly may have taken place, I, I get the feeling like the perpetrators of it are actually sitting back and laughing at us oh, yeah. as oh, yeah. we focused on D.C. Oh, yeah. when, when the criminal acts were perpetrated in state and local districts. And so they laughed at all of us as we ran to D.C. So Again, remember... Not Chris Ann Hall says, but the history tells us women voted in America even prior to our independence from Great Britain because it was tied to property ownership, right? How did it come to the point where we actually had to actually protest and petition for our states to restore the rights of women to vote? It happened because of voter fraud. It happened, and, and this is how corrupt people think, right? Corrupt people don't think how how do we solve a problem to and secure the people's rights the corrupt people think oh we have a problem how can we work it to our advantage and so here was the problem this was in the turn of uh oh my gosh i wish i could rem remember what year it was right around the late 1800s early 1900s right and so what you have is a situation where voter fraud was taking place where men would go to the ballot box and vote they would go home and dress up as women and come back and vote again. So they were voting twice. And so now we have a voter fraud problem with men pretending to be women to vote. The corrupt mind says, oh, we have a problem. We have a crisis. How do we make this to our advantage? I know how we do this. We need to make sure that the women can't vote. Because if the women can't vote, then the men can't dress up as women and engage in voter fraud. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll withdraw the right of the women to vote so that we can prevent voter fraud. When in reality, you know what they were doing? Because the women were voting for the candidate that was not the cabal chosen. Right.
the women just, had gotten together. They had yeah. they had li- they really liked this candidate, and the women had become a powerful voice in politics. Mm-hmm. So, oh, we got this crisis. We can stop these women from taking control of the politics by this voter fraud excuse. Yeah, and and that's just one of the stories. I mean, obviously, since it was state control, there are many many things going on all over the states. But it was a problem at the states, and so I, I think the point, the main point that you talk about being concealed is that women were voting but then it was you had essentially special interest and powers at the state level corrupting the vote Mm -hmm. yep corrupting the vote now this whole narrative is is used to uh you know cast this cast the uh america and as this misogynist you know follows the line misogynist racist whatever oh my goodness if it weren't for the federal government as our savior uh we wouldn't have the right to vote so that's the narrative and that's, that's preached that's the to thing that really the gets ladies me, of today right and that's what they were saying if it weren't for the 19th amendment yep. women wouldn't be voting and that translates exactly like you said yep. without the federal government women would not be voting and here's the thing jc the little bit of truth that always gets in the way Every single state in the union ratified the security of the women to vote before the 19th Amendment was ratified. So even at the state level, the right of women to vote was restored before the federal government actually did anything about it. Right. So there you have it. Smoke and mirrors to keep a populace brainwashed and docile and loyal to its masters. Well, J.C., you want to put this up here? The Florida yes. people uh, d- elected. Hold on, let me shut down. Don't this. worry about that. No, uh, okay. Yeah. The Florida people voted in a Democrat uh, for commissioner of agriculture. Right. Nikki Fried or Freed? Freed. Nikki Freed. Nikki Freed. She's the only Democrat in our in Florida's executive. Uh, who what do they call it the executive uh she's in whatever. the cabinet cabinet yeah cabinet. so yeah. so in florida we elect the members yeah. of the cabinet right there's five the governor doesn't appoint yeah. them governor right. is one of five right. uh five offices the only... which includes department of agriculture right. department of agriculture handles uh the concealed carry which is permits. What, what i was about to say which coincidentally the state of florida handed gun permits to the only democrat in florida in the florida cabinet yeah and you can thank uh our florida nra for that uh they insisted that the commissioner of agriculture be in charge of that instead of the local sheriff and had all of that you know lobbied to have all of that moved and then coincidentally just a year or two after they moved it here we have a democrat in that position well, it's, it's been a, i in, think it's a while since they shifted it but this this, this long, was the but this, this whole election was pretty target. shady yeah but right see, they targeted they target exactly they target the democrats said okay florida has a republican majority in the house a republican majority in the senate and a republican majority in the cabinet of the governor yes what office is most important to us what office do we need to target remember they targeted this office to shut down guns in Florida. Remember, uh, this was in the midst, you know, uh, after um, 
what do you call it? The the shooting, Marjorie mm-hmm. Doug, Stoneman, Stoneman Douglas, Douglas yeah. uh, shooting and the whole movement here in Florida. So with the Republican-controlled legislature, they couldn't go as far as they wanted to go. I mean, they already yeah. got red flag uh, laws, even with these Republicans. And so they couldn't go. And that was and that was fading. Mm-hmm. The fervor of our deep state Republicans in Florida of of, of attacking our right to keep and bear arms uh, was kind of fading. And so they targeted this one particular <laughs> office, which controls concealed carry. And, and immediately uh, it started there. There started to be all these delays and problems and people couldn't get uh, their permits in a timely fashion, which we think that's garbage anyway, having a well, permit. But and now she's also suspended the per- the concealed carry permits of everyone that the FBI has brought suspicion to as of Correct. January without 6th, due process, without any due process. So she's a progressive lackey and this is how they work. They're now, very good at targeting, you know, doing targeted tactics. And now, and this office was supposed to set her up to be, be governor. a governor candidate a against Santos. Yeah. So that's what's happening so, now. And that's, by the way, that's why you, because people think, that's why, why would she's going to be in the media a lot more? Exactly. Now why would you hear from a commissioner of agriculture, right? Why, why would, why would she be in the news so much? Well, that's why. Well, also because in the state of Florida, the commissioner of agriculture is, is, is one of, if not the most powerful cabinet offices because so much money goes through the Department of Ag because of all the agriculture that's in uh, that's in Florida. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, yeah. remember um, uh, Opie Cunningham guy, <laughs> Adam Putnam. Adam Putnam. They put him in the Commissioner of Agriculture so they could run him for governor. So yeah, Commissioner of Ag is where you do all your coffer building, correct, in order to become governor. And that's why the Democrats now watch how they target these offices. This is what JC was talking about in the very beginning. They talk, they target these offices so they can use their get more, most bang for their buck. But this is what brought my attention to this article. Florida official, Agricultural Commissioner Nikki Fried, asked Governor DeSantis to declare state of emergency. Why? Here's the crazy thing. If you don't watch the news and you just walk around Florida, you have no idea that <laughs> that's right. That America that Florida is in a state yeah. of emergency. Florida's going up in flames. Everybody's dying, bodies in the street. It's zombie land USA. It is not. If you listen to the news. It is absolutely not. <laughs> It is, it is, and people don't wear masks. Everybody's doing their job unless the government is interfering with that. You know, uh, people at the beach, the parks are full. It's just nuts. Florida is not burning to the ground. Okay. But here's what brought my attention to this. I'm going to scroll down. I'm like, why do we need a state of emergency? Here it is right down here. Why do they have to have all these stupid pop-ups? It's time we issue a state of emergencies. Our hospitals need this. Our medical providers, our local, uh, uh, our resources for locals. It's past time. This is what it's about. It's all about, what the heck? It's all about the money. That's why we need a national, we need to, to declare a state of emergency. Well, the money is because the, we want money. The money is the conduit. So it's really ultimately this is about the governor's race. And so yeah, the dump, this. the dumping of the resources. Right. This is how they launder money to Democrat operatives 
through this, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're talking about, you're not talking about, let's say resources for locals. What, what are they referring to? They're referring to government workers mm -hmm. and state loyalists, right? The Democrat loyalists. Uh, so she's trying to buy votes. She's trying to use optics to right. make make DeSantis look uncaring and because crazy because the they're going to hang all about that. They're, they're going to try to hang all this. Look how many people DeSantis killed. Yeah, but they can't do the whole killing thing because look at here. It's it's always about new cases and total a number of infections. Right. They will not report about the deaths because yeah, they're not flat. happening. Right. Flat. They're not happening. Right. It's just a. Yep. So they can't report it accurately, but then they'll run around and tell lies about how DeSantis is destroying Florida. Florida's in flames because of DeSantis. Oh, but look, JC, we have a woman, right? Because mm. the women won our right to oh, vote yeah. back. It's always Democrats. We got, we got our women. We yeah. got a woman who is strong and she's yeah. capable and and she was elected by the people of Florida who are typically Republican conservatives. So she must not be that bad of a Democrat. Yeah. Me I mean, this is the whole storyline, people. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, you've got all these folks crossing the border. They don't care about viruses there. You, you, you got uh, C-130s hauling refugees from overseas you know, on these maskless planes. I didn't see them having to mask up, keep your mask on, all jammed in that C-130 um, coming well, they sure didn't from have, Afghanistan. They sure didn't have masks on at Barack Obama's birthday party. No. So, yeah, this is this is optics. This is uh, this is manipulation. And and they're they're hypocrites, you know, yeah. just like the rest of them. They never they never follow. Just like just like Arnold, we were talking about at the beginning. Uh, they they never want to follow their own rules mm -hmm. so it's rules for the peasants it's rules for the peasantry uh but but then they have different rules you know de blasio i wanted to because i put this up on my instagram page today and i wanted to sort of do a little extension on this just a tiny bit but de blasio uh has issued a mandate for vaccine passports mm -hmm. in the city of new york and we have restaurants and businesses who are now going to sue him over that this yeah. is going to be very interesting from a legal perspective because the argument against these passports is very settled in supreme court opinion i mean it should be settled in constitution it should be settled in 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 law but it's not you know i mean the, the authority in the minds of these people is the supreme court and the case is kent v dulles and this is not uh, this is going to be a test of the dc courts to see how they happen uh, arbitrary and capricious that's a constitutional term well this is a it's a, a a fascinating argument here because you know they're always talking about trust the science and mm -hmm. listen to the doctors and whatever well they're saying this is all about the spread of the delta delta variant well mm -hmm. we know for a fact right that it doesn't matter whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated right. this this thing is spreading through uh everyone so why are you it's why are you the dividing it is not as lethal as the other one right why so why why would you make this dividing line vaccinated unvaccinated mm -hmm. when uh, apparently everybody's spreading it 
So it's, it's an interesting argument. It's not about the vaccine. Yeah, of course. It's about the money. Yeah. It's about But that's that's their the ar- that's one of their arguments the fact that it's But not this is consistent. something that we we want to be very interested in here on our teach show uh, especially about, you know, the issues of this legal thing because how this happens, how this works through the DC courts uh, is going to be the federal courts is going to be very interesting. And we're going to have to learn from this and we're going to have to, you know, see this now in Florida. Uh, here's the crazy thing in Florida. The governor has said no passports, but we're seeing the local governments try to do it in spite of that, mm-hmm. which right. would not be available under just home rule kind of things. This yeah. whole idea if you don't know what home rule is and, and, uh, uh, What's the other one? Dylan rule. Dylan rule. Dylan rule and home rule. I kept com- Dugan was in my brain. I don't know why. Dylan rule and home rule. Then you need to do a little research on that one. That's not for the show today. But the home rule argument is being so abused. It's a very, very sad thing to me because home rule is supposed to be a good thing, JC. But it is being abused. Absolutely yeah. abused. Yeah. I- and you know this is is one of the solutions this is one of the solutions mm-hmm. in some cases the these lawsuits <clears throat> in some cases but mm-hmm. you you also warn about uh in in some of these cases mm-hmm. uh it can be harmful in in the in regards to setting precedent setting bad precedent right uh where that you run it up through through the courts and then the courts come and basically double down on what they what they've said and um you know you it it can be you can basically accomplish the opposite then you're right back where you started from with peaceful non-compliance so maybe some people would say you haven't really lost anything if you do that anyway but well they these kind of things jc have to run contemporaneously you have to engage in the peaceful non-compliance and while you're engaging in the peaceful non-compliance run it up through the court system understanding that you're going to maintain your peaceful noncompliance regardless of what the courts say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have to exhaust these measures uh, in order to be justified in doing anything in the next step. We have to legally determine that the courts are no longer going to be our guardian. Uh, it's interesting. I know I'll, I'll probably get some kickback, uh, but we are there there is certain struggles going on in the supreme court right now between its members who some want to secure the rights of the people some want to just be the status quo so it's going to be very very interesting the the court things throughout the day and throughout history there's always been that sort of ebb are you flow. listening barrett are you listening kavanaugh yeah yeah whatever don't even talk about those hacks people. Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Brett Kavanaugh are judicial hacks. I should. They should be. I, I I, to, they should be entered into the same sentences as Alina Kagan, Roberts. Sotomayor, Roberts, and Breyer. In my my humble opinion, and experience will prove me right. There's only one constitutionalist on the Supreme Court at the moment, or one person who can be closely declared to be a constitutionalist. And that is uh, Gorsuch. Uh, I don't know. Alito is a follower. He's not a leader. He goes with the band. And Thomas. But he's on target more often than not. 
he yeah because he his tendency is to follow the conservative uh, alito is good when he follows gorsuch not so much when he follows thomas thomas is uh off the rails when it comes to police, police power. power and uh government authority government uh government intrusion yeah so yeah. some he's he's all he's your safety over liberty guy right so so he's security outside over liberty. of that then you're you're on good ground with yeah. thomas and and when he's right the, the, the thing is when he's right yeah his writing and references to the to the founders and yeah. their stuff is is amazing right when he's clouded by you know national security police power search and seizure power uh his his, his logic i mean you can tell he's doing mental gymnastics trying to arrive uh at the conclusion to give the government all kind of you know unlimited power to stop bad guys uh his reasoning gonna, is insane are we going to carry these shows for the next one tomorrow show? yeah yeah we're we're out of time yeah. for everything we had on the list but i think we had a lot of good stuff in here yeah so so basically you got two 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 guys that are that have passed that have probably above above middling grades on the Supreme Who brings Court. the third one with them and then the third one go. is sometimes with you and that's pretty much it so you have three pretty much you, it's three to six is, yeah is where you're yeah. generally at and oh, you sometimes know, it just depends on who's who's paying Roberts well because sometimes yeah, he can be the loser. fourth he's a lunatic um but you just it's, you just watch Barrett and sometimes Kavanaugh you know will hang with the boys right but yeah so sometimes you get four yeah every now and again yeah but and you get a majority no court that. when somebody's paying Roberts properly right and so, now that you have bottom line, Barrett, Supreme, the, the hopes, hopes in the Supreme Court uh, is mm -hmm. at best a crapshoot. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Every every portion of the federal government has failed. But it is important to test that and prove their failure. That's that's pretty good. Ice. You three, have to test and prove their failure. Three center, three kind of right and three leftists. Yeah, that's that, that's pretty much what you have. Yeah. That's it. So, if your hope is if your hope is in the Supreme Court, you're you're almost hopeless. Well, but if you feel <laughs> like the Supreme Court is the answer, then you're deceived. Correct. And that's that's the key there. No, they're probably the so. Tell us, guys, did you enjoy the show today? Did you learn something? But more importantly, did you feel empowered by what you learned? We are a teach show. So what we give you today, like JC said, we want you to go away with something that you can use. Please don't leave it here in YouTube or Facebook or Twitch or wherever we are. <laughs> Take it with you. Share this information. Use it to bring about a victory for yourselves locally. <laughs> That's right. Joker's to the left and trolls to the right. And here I am. Stuck well, with the Constitution again. <laughs> we'd love to stay longer, but we have to get our rent checks to uh, Tlaib and Presley. Yeah. Yeah. So, Got to go pay our rent to Tlaib and Bless you guys. Presley. Thank you, guys. Thank you for coming, and we will see you next time.
We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested, sentenced to a week in she jail. She also and tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us to say, we will not comply so you will be free. We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do